Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. In 2020, a New Vision undercover journalist traveled to United Arab Emirates to investigate the realities of girls traveling to work as maids in Dubai. This time, New Vision got another undercover journalist to go through a licensed company and find out if regulations apply. The project, which took more than a year, reveals Halloween experiences of girls in detention camps in the center of Kampala, unacceptable mistreatment, violation of human rights, corruption, Sex and drugs are going on under the nose of civil leaders and security organizations. We now bring you this series. Download the podcast episodes on Vision Digital Experience app on Play Store and App Store. Episode 1 I took my time to read the regulations that govern recruitment companies for what is referred to as externalization of labor. That is a beautiful reference until you discover the challenges, illegalities and exploitation that are dodging this grand project. I read through the contracts recruitment companies give to Ugandan girls. These are meant to be signed before traveling to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia as domestic workers. I looked at the labor externalization agreements and the motley agencies monitoring and regulating the process. Every I seems to be dotted and T-crossed. Why then are girls still alleging mistreatment, torture, exploitation and slavery? Why are some stranded in detention camps and others returning sick, maimed, insane or even dead? Who hasn't seen the pleas on social media? The disturbing video clips of girls in groups appealing for rescue and alleging mistreatment don't seem to come to an end. What about the voicemails of girls saying they run away from their respective employers' homes and are now being denied meals while in detention centers and deportation facilities in Saudi Arabia? In all these lamentations, it is claimed that the Ministry of Gender, Labor and Social Development is not being helpful. Take Judith Nachintu, for example. The 38-year-old single mother of five lost her kidney in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. A Saudi court awarded her 271,450 reals, which is 270 million shillings in Uganda. In Uganda, when her case went viral in the media, police and immigration officials were still trying to establish the circumstances under which Nachintu's kidney was removed at King Fahad Hospital in Jeddah. Nachintu was recruited by Nile Treasure Gate Company in 2019 to work in Jeddah. However, after two months on the job, she was reportedly involved in an accident, which details were not given and her whereabouts were not known until her family in Uganda received a call from the company that Nachintu would land at Entebbe International Airport. Upon arrival, a mysterious surgery was discovered and when she was taken to Mulago National Referral Hospital for checkup, it was established that her right kidney was missing. But Nile Treasure Gate Company, through its lawyer, Atanansi Subuga, 
kept insisting that Nachintu was involved in an accident on the 20th of March 2020, less than four months after leaving Uganda. The proprietors and managers were arrested. Another example is of Mili Namazi, a 26-year-old mother of two who died in Egypt after sending several audio recordings that her life was in danger. The company that recruited her, Dreams Connect Company, told the family she had died in an accident, but the police's medical examination report indicates she was murdered instead after torture. She was cut with a very sharp object through her private parts up to the placenta. She was left to bleed to death. It was a gruesome murder, not an accident. The Saudi Arabia accident documents were fake, a senior police detective said. Another girl, Shadia Nadjuko, 31 years old, is also said to have died in June last year and was buried in Saudi Arabia. Her family drug government and ABS Consulting Group Limited, a labor export company that took her to work as a maid in reader for Baja, Jaza, Kwanan Al Mutai, but ended up dead and buried in June 2019. Article 3 of agreement executed on December 27, 2017, between Uganda and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia enjoins parties to protect the rights of domestic workers externalized in line with applicable laws. My assignment was simple. Put an answer to all these questions. In February this year, government signed an agreement with authorities in Saudi Arabia to ensure the rights and safety of Ugandan migrant workers. This was to enforce the employment, recruitment of Ugandan migrant workers, Regulations 2021 and also follow on the implementation of the bilateral labor agreement Uganda and Saudi Arabia signed in 2017. The two countries agreed to establish a joint technical committee to monitor implementation and compliance with the 2017 bilateral agreement. The gender minister, Betty Amongi, said the monitoring committee would be set by June this year. She told the media that over 140,000 Ugandan migrant workers were in Saudi Arabia and their remittances to Uganda's economy was about 900 million US dollars, about 3 trillion per year. That makes the Ugandans, Uncheo in Saudi, a vital industry government is obliged to protect. My supervisor told me to find my way into the labor recruitment centers. In my search, I discovered that the main contractor is usually a foreign licensed company based in Saudi Arabia. This sends job orders to the subcontracted Ugandan agency to look for workers. All powers over the worker actually belong to Saudi Arabia recruitment company and the eventual employer of the girls. Ugandan girls are being sold online and transactions are made between the two companies and employers. Girls in recruitment process are never involved. They are like commodities waiting to be sold. It is actually easy when you want to go for Cheyo. The adverts are many on radio and many people know some companies 
or someone who knows some company. I got this advert on an internet page called Ugandans in United Arab Emirates. A one Jamil Njaka was calling for people interested to travel in Dubai to work as housemaids and promising a salary of 1.2 million shillings. I know Uganda is not deploring labor in United Arab Emirates because our government has no signed agreement over externalization of domestic migrant domestic workers with the Emirates. I immediately suspected a scam and a great story too. I inquired and was told that if indeed the ad was for Dubai that was human trafficking complete with the risk of sex exploitation and forced labor i called her she gave me a contact of another person to meet for more details it sounded more interesting on how one advertises for clients only to refer them to someone else when i dialed that number the owner introduced herself as shakira but referred to as nalongo Nalongo had a sweet and convincing tongue. She asked me to visit their office in Makindi. She convinced me her company was genuine. She said there was an immediate opportunity in Saudi Arabia and that I should go with a few clothes, about two dresses and two packs of pads. She said if I showed up the next day, we would be able to travel in 2 weeks. She said I was supposed to stay at a hostel as they finalized my documents. That was their system. However, she did not seem to know a lot about externalization of labor, the treaties, procedures and government conditions. On Friday early in the morning, she called me again and said I should be setting off to their office in Machindi. Are you coming? Better come today to office and do medical checks so you can be on the list of those waiting to travel in a few days. Come with only two dresses because after medical you will not be allowed to go back home. The company doesn't want our girls to get pregnant before traveling. Nalongo said. She also said she hoped I have not been sleeping with men because if I was found pregnant or with syphilis I would not be allowed to travel. I took a border border to Makindi. The first office. I was in Makindi by 10 a.m. The office is near KCCA offices in a squeezed place without a name. Nalongo had told me to stand at the KCCA signpost where she would pick me from. She was excited to see me. but she looked to me like a weird smoker from those ghetto shanks of Makindi her looks were weird she was dressed in a long jean trouser with tinted and dreaded short hair she was very short light skinned and very talkative she took me to a tiny room with no sign post indicating it was a recruitment office just next to the carpentry workshop near KCCA offices I found two other girls waiting in the office with packed bags like mine. She introduced me to Florence Najemba, who she said was her boss. Najemba was registering two girls for passports. One of them was from Lugazi and another from Chibuku. 
I saw the girls pay Najemba for passports. Yet, according to the Employment, Recruitment of Uganda Migrant Workers Regulations 2021, a recruitment agency may charge a migrant fee of not exceeding 20,000 shillings only for administrative costs only. Florence asked the girl 500,000 shillings to process a passport that was illegal. According to the ministry, domestic workers to Saudi Arabia are not supposed to be charged any other money apart from 20,000 shillings because all the costs are covered by the employers. Unlike Nalongo Shakira, Florence was so arrogant. After registering two girls, she asked me if I had a passport and I submitted it to her. While there, another lady came to register. She too had her passport. When I asked about Dubai, Florence said the advert about Dubai was a mistake. We only take to Saudi Arabia at the moment because Dubai is still closed because of COVID-19 lockdown. She explained. Florence took me and another girl called Jackie to the clinic across the road called Rift Valley Medical Services Limited for medical tests. They took blood and urine samples. The examinations required were HIV, HBSAG test for hepatitis B, VDRL for syphilis, and HCG test for pregnancy. While waiting for results, Madame Florence, as she preferred to be called, started engaging us about how Saudi was a better destination than Dubai. She said every girl she has taken there is doing well. But that, if we still wanted Dubai, there was an opportunity to be taken by another Richard through Nairobi at a cost. My girls are doing well. In fact, they're all earning 1.2 million shillings monthly and some have so far started building here in Uganda. I monitor them. No one has ever complained of exploitation. No one. But if you want to go to Dubai, you will have to pay 4 million shillings and Richard will take you through Nairobi, she asked. After 30 minutes of waiting, the results came out. Printed on a form signed by K.M. Benson, the lab technician. The other two girls were found with syphilis. Madame Flores asked them to first seek treatment before returning to apply again. They cried, expressed disappointment and promised to return after treatment. But the manner in which Madame Florence was exposing their results was unethical. She was telling everyone who cared to listen and pointing at the girls saying they have syphilis, how they must be very sexually active and how young girls of these days are spoiled. The office has six seats, all facing each other, black in color and two tables. There was a certificate on the wall in a frame written on Marigold Recruitment Limited. I tried to get closer to read more and Madame Flores backed. Hey, what are you looking for? I politely asked the name of the company that was taking us. Nalongo Shakira hurriedly replied, Zion. I asked why then was the office branded Marigold? Madame Florence said she shared the office with Richard, who she claimed was her boyfriend. Their Zion office was located at Hotel Equatoria. 
Don't worry. Richard will tell you everything because that is where you're going next. She assured me. But then they changed the plan. Richard would be available on Monday. I was told to leave my passport and medical results with them and return on Monday to continue the process. I took the opportunity to discuss the developments with my supervisor and agreed it was a fertile story. I thus got official commissioning and protection. At exactly 8 a.m. on Monday, I was at Hotel Equatoria. Richard's office is also tiny. It is located at Mokisa House, behind Hotel Equatoria, opposite Post Bank, outside the office. There was a mobile money agent called Viola who seemed to be Richard's worker too, working next to the office entrance. The office has no indication of a recruitment agency. There was a lady on a computer and a gentleman seated next to her who turned out to be Richard. He told me, "Young girl, why are you unstable? Please sit down." He asked me to register in visitors book, asked for my names and then called Florence for my results and passport. Another girl had also come to process her passport, confessed that she was only 19 years old, but Richard asked her to fill in 21 years. In a short while, the office was almost full. Richard told the girls that were extra large in size and advised them to first go back and reduce on weight. because no employer will be interested in big women nothing much happened in richard's office he was not a talkative man he only asked us to wait for someone to drive us to the hostel who happened to be his brother identified at zmutumba where we were going to stay till we left for the kingdom of saudi arabia he said the hostel will give us good and free food I hadn't carried extra clothes but Richard said there was no time. It was as if we were traveling the next day. We were supposed to be four girls driven to the hostel that day. But one of us tested HIV positive and another was stopped because her passport already had a valid Saudi visa which showed she was still working at her employer's home. Her employer had literally banned her from going to Saudi Arabia unless going back to his house which she was against so we remained too tomorrow shock and horror at the hostel <laughs>